scoops with Danny Mack on a Wednesday morning following a Cardinals win. Cardinals defeated the Marlins last night 5-1, to one, but it's always busy in the minor leagues as well. And every Wednesday, we visit with Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for always doing this and hopping on. How are we doing? Doing great, Dan. It's a good Wednesday. Absolutely. Uh, I want to start with the big league club if we can. Uh, we were talking a bit off uh, air, if you will, before our podcast Albert Pujols makes this kind of must-see TV, doesn't he? He makes, it, he makes it fun as a fan or as anybody, just following the game with the history that he's chasing to uh, to check out the games and see what he's doing. I think that's absolutely right, Dan. That's certainly a reason that the Cardinals brought him back. But, you know, it's not only just coming to see a future Hall of Famer but finish his career as a Cardinal, but, you know, Albert's contributing to the team. He's contributing to the result in the field, and that, you know, really justifies it. Uh, it's It's wonderful to see. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do want to, though, talk home runs. And a guy that's hitting a ton of them down in the minor leagues is Nolan Gorman. And when you do this, when you have this kind of start, certainly you're on the radar, and he was anyway. But uh, sometimes you force the hand of those that, that are deciding whether or not you come up to the big leagues, and he's doing everything he can to make sure he's in that conversation. That's right. He had a relatively quiet first four games of the season. Then he had a, a two-home run game. Uh, that really drew a lot of attention. Uh, then another night that he didn't go deep and then hit home runs in uh, five games in a row. So we're talking about seven home runs in the last seven games. Of course, those seven home runs uh, lead minor league baseball. Nobody's hitting the ball like Nolan Gorman. Interestingly enough, though, his teammates aren't getting on base ahead of him. He only has seven RBI for the year, but that's certainly not an indication of any concerns on his part. You know, he's still working on his defense at second base and the strikeouts are high. He's struck out over 40%. So, you know, he's definitely swinging for the fences, and when he connects, it's it's been wonderful. His OPS is 12.54 after a tremendous start, but he still needs to work on the strikeouts, and, uh, you know, uh, he's still continuing to grow as a second baseman as well. What have you thought of his defense at second when you've had a chance to watch him up close? It's, it, it's been good. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not Tommy Edmond gold glove quality, but it's good. And, you know, I think the question the Cardinals will have to decide is, is there a place for Nolan Gorman to play in the major leagues? As we said, Albert Pujols is playing well, a designated hitter, and he's going to probably continue to earn more time. And it's you know not a big deal for Corey Dickerson to sit on the bench. But the real question is shortstop, and will you know Paul DeYoung uh, be consistent enough that he can hold on to that job, or will the Cardinals be tempted potentially to move Edmund over there and uh, create a second base opportunity for Gorman? So on the mound last night for Memphis, it was Johan Oviedo. I, I'm still very, very bullish on this young man of, of having a very good major league career. His stuff is just too good. It, it's too good. And if he can keep it inside the strike zone, he will have success. But uh, he went fairly deep in that game, at least relatively deep compared to some of the others at the start of the season. So that's a good sign for the Cardinals. Yeah, and Johan Oviedo, I think folks have seen him. You know, He was rushed to the major leagues before he was really ready and, and took some lumps as a result. But we're seeing growth on his part. You know, he's a big guy, 6'4", 245, 250. Um, and he just needs to continue to log innings at Memphis and gain experience. I gave up four runs in his first start, uh, six runs in his second start. But then uh, last night against Omaha at home, he went six strong innings, only allowed three hits um, and three walks, struck out four, had a really, really solid performance. And, Oviedo needs to string together a group of performances like that so that he'll be the, you know, make sure that he's the guy, first guy in line when St. Louis needs another starter. I, uh, I'm sure you've maybe heard it or seen it or will listen to it, but the visit with Ben Johnson, the, uh, 
Memphis manager. It's on scoopswithdannymac.com. And yesterday we were talking about the back end of his games. And that's Jake Walsh territory. And he said he has been just lights out. I loved what I saw with Jake Walsh in uh, in spring training. Brian, I'm sure you were impressed as well as he was in Major League Camp for the better part of the camp. So Jake Walsh is off to a pretty good start, too, for Memphis. That's right. Jake Walsh was a player who really emerged last year. He had had some injuries early on in his career and really took off at Springfield. Um, had a chance to come up to Memphis very late in the year, but also pitched very well in the Arizona Fall League and, you know, gaining experience. Walsh is a guy that uh, was added to the 40-man roster to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. And he probably wasn't going to make the club this spring. He, you know, he's still a little short on experience, but he's gaining that in the ninth-inning role for Memphis, and it's three-for-three three and save opportunities and has been very effective in doing so. So, you know, with that 40-man roster spot, Jake Walsh is in a good position to potentially be the next reliever called up when St. Louis needs help in the bullpen. There's a couple of guys I want to ask you about that I did not have a chance to really catch up with or see much of at spring training, and one is is Josh Baez, who's at uh, Extended Spring, but also Mason Wynn, who's at Peoria. So what kind of start are those two off to as, uh, as we visit on this Wednesday? Well, Mason Wynn, um, as folks know, is a, a top prospect for the Cardinals shortstop. Uh, also pitched in the past, but it looks like he's going to be focusing on uh, playing in the field this year. He, like um, Jordan Walker, moved up from uh, low A, Palm Beach, to high A, Peoria last year. But unlike Walker, Wynn struggled a little bit at the higher level, uh, didn't, didn't hit as well as he was one would expect him to. Uh, you know, tremendous athlete, uh, can run, uh, very, covers a lot of ground defensively at shortstop, but the bat wasn't there. This year, he's off to a, a really fine start um, for Peoria, uh, an OPS right around 1,200. Uh, last night, he doubled and tripled. So that, you know, just shows you the, you know, the extra base skills that Mason Wynn have, has in addition to being uh, a tremendous shortstop. Uh, Joshua Baez, the second rounder um, a year ago, uh, would, did not make a full season club, and that would have been a stretch for him as a teenager. Um, big, big guy, big young man. He's uh, playing, playing center field, may end up in the corners long term, but he needs to get his feet on the ground in extended spring training. And one of the beauties of the 44, 43, 44 players in extended spring training is that they're the first guys to be called upon whenever there's a need at Palm Beach, a player's injured or somebody gets promoted, and they're right there in Jupiter. So Baez will be among those. Um, hoping to impress an extended spring training and get a chance with a full season club at some point this year. How about Michael McGreevy, the uh, top pick from last summer, the pitcher? How is he uh, doing so far? Yeah, McGreevy came in from Cal Santa Barbara and pitched a full college season, so the Cardinals were very careful with him, as they traditionally are with their pitchers their first season. So McGreevy pitched a number of uh, you know short one-inning kind of outings uh, that really didn't show much um, as a as a professional. But he got moved up to Palm Beach at the end of the spur- at the end of the summer and got some innings at high at low A. So this spring he impressed in camp, and the Cardinals said, "Okay, you're ready for high A Peoria." So that's where he debuted this year. Uh, he's had two strong starts, 11 and two-thirds scoreless innings. Uh, and, you know, his trademark is not walking batter. So, you know, he had nine strikeouts, but and more importantly, uh, just one walk. And so McGreevy is a guy who was named the Midwest League Pitcher of the Week most deservedly for his first two starts. 
And I think, you know, if he continues to pitch this way, you know, he'll be a guy who, you know, will be fighting for a promotion uh, in the second half of the season, I think. Yeah. How, how quickly do you, do you see historically with the Cardinals, do they move pitchers like a guy like McGreevy, these top picks? How quickly do you see them move up? <clears throat> well, it's always a it's always a challenge. Now, you know, we saw kind of an unusual situation because of the 2020 season not being played in that both Zach Thompson and um, Matthew Libertor were challenged basically didn't pitch in double A at all. Uh, that's something that probably won't happen again. But, you know, we've seen with players who went through the system. Michael Waka was one that, you know, went through the system very, very quickly. Uh, Jack Flaherty, not quite as fast. But, you know, you, uh, half a season or so dominating at a level. And the Cardinals have traditionally been somewhat aggressive in moving players, the top players forward. And generally speaking, they've been rewarded for that. Because we care. Do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com. Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's Stratum. Hey, Danny Mac for Ryan Kelly. Most of us have spent so much time in the house over the last several months, and you've been thinking, time for a change, new home, improvement. Do it with Ryan Kelly. He is the home loan expert. He'll get you in the new home you want in just a few short weeks. The five-minute loan approval, only available at thehomeloanexpert.com. At Hair Saloon for Men, you'll receive the perfect haircut, complimentary beverage, relaxing shampoo, hot towel and a mint, and a complimentary shoe shine. It's all at Hair Saloon for Men. I asked Ben Johnson yesterday about uh, missing 2020, and are there any trends with that in the negative or the positive? Guys coming back from an injury, maybe that was beneficial, gave gave them some time to recoup. Uh, Other guys, did they uh, regress? And he he feels like the jury is still out on that. Would would you agree, Brian, in in seeing what the – results may be with some of these kids not even having a season and some not even having a a satellite camp? Well, I think, uh, and again, you know, it's hard to draw a direct cause and effect, but the pitching across the system last year uh, struggled quite a bit. And some of it was younger guys being moved up, but I think a lot of it was the routines that were disrupted by the lack of a 2020 season. And so I think the hope probably is across this, you know, across uh, 2022 that the pitching stabilizes, you know, in the system and that everybody's now, you know, kind of back into the normal scheme of things, because, you know, even with the lockout that occurred earlier, minor league baseball was always on schedule to be played. So players this winter kind of knew, you know, what was going to happen, that they'd be able to come to camp and be ready to go. And, you know, we haven't seen uh, many injuries yet this spring, cross our fingers. Uh, and that's another factor as well. You know, players coming off uh, long periods of being down, you have to be much more careful to avoid uh, potential injuries as they try to do too much too fast. Found it interesting. I, I didn't see this happen, but Gary LaRock was promoted, and now he has overseen the, the minor leagues for a number of years, but assistant general manager. And uh, what, what do you think that means? I mean, it's, it's a title, but what also do you think it, it entails for, uh, for Gary LaRock with that, that new title? Well, in baseball operations, John Mozeliak wants a diversity of opinions. He's got a good, strong executive team, Moises Rodriguez, who came up to the international side, Randy Flores, the, the scouting leader. But Gary LaRocca has really done almost all those jobs in his career. He's been in the in the game for over three decades, first with the Dodge, in the Dodgers system and then as an executive with the Mets. So you know, he's a guy with a tremendous amount of experience, has great respect 
uh, was voted the Kissel Award winner, which is the the um, most impactful person in player development, which is unusual for a, a front office person to gain that type of position. So Gary's a, a trusted advisor to to Mo and to Michael Gersh, and uh, you know this promotion to assistant general manager was an acknowledgement of the job that he's done for the Cardinals for now almost a decade. All right, Brian, let's wrap it up. What's going on at thecardinalnation.com this week? Well, we continue to have our morning recaps of all the games so you can catch what happened last night uh, across the system. And then uh, each day we have a, a recap from our local reporters in the minor league affiliates. Today's the PRA report. Uh, and then uh, I last uh, yesterday put up my monthly prospect re-ranking a number of the uh, international signees who, who uh, were announced on January 15th are now placed into our uh, top 50, including one in the top 10. And there have been some other movements based on players promoted into extended spring training and the, and the players who made full season clubs. So each month during the season, we redo the uh, top 50 and keep an eye on the best prospects in the system. Love what you do, Brian. Thanks so much. And uh, let's catch up next Wednesday. You got it, Dan.